0: This is Shakespeare Closely Read. I'm your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I'll stop frequently to comment on the text, its meaning and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe that this beauty we can find truth and how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely uh, at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or alternative explanations, interpretations. So let us resume. We are now uh, well within Macbeth. and. Um, Macbeth is, is debating whether he will do the deed and kill, kill King Duncan. Um, Lady Macbeth is um, is seen to to spur him on. She tells him to um, screw his courage to the sticking point. And um, Macbeth has sort of an interesting relationship here with his wife. He tells her about the ambition, and then he seems to draw back uh, from what's necessary. It's almost like he wants to blame her uh, for it. Of course, she was very willing to uh, to get involved. So let's see what happens. Um, um, Macbeth's been talking to himself about whether he will do the murder or not. Words to the heat of deeds, too cold breath gives. A bell rings. I go and it is done. The bell invites me. Hear it not, Duncan, for it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell. Okay, so rhyme there with Nell, the bell tolling, uh, Nell and Hell. Um, and obviously, he's not going to give him time to pray. Scene two, Act two, Scene two. Enter Lady Macbeth. That which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. Hark, peace! It is the owl that shrieked. The fatal bellman. Which gives the sternest good night. He is about it. The doors are open, and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their possets, that death and nature do contend about them, whether they live or die. Okay, so she uh, she put some drugs in the wine apparently to make them uh, uh, make them sleep, and they mock their charge as they're guarding with snores. Macbeth within, who's there? What ho, Lady Macbeth. Alack, I'm afraid they have a weight and it is not done. The attempt and not the deed confounds us. Okay, so again, we see the uh, uh, the difference between wanting to do it and uh, and doing us. They're confounded uh, because Macbeth is attempting and not doing it. Um, Lady Macbeth still, hark, I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them. Had he not resembled my father as he slept, I'd done it. Okay, so even she, though, has a little conscience here and says that, uh, uh, Duncan looked like her father, so she couldn't She couldn't murder him then. But uh, apparently she was ready to do it. Enter Macbeth with bloody daggers. Uh, still Lady Macbeth. My husband. Macbeth. I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? Lady Macbeth. I heard the owls scream and the crickets cry. Did you not speak? When? Now? As I descended, I. Hark. Who lies in the second changer? chamber? Uh, Lady Macbeth. Donald Plain macbeth this is a sorry sight lady macbeth a foolish thought to say a sorry sight to macbeth there's one did laugh in his sleep and one cried murder that they did wake each other i stood and heard them but they said their prayers and addressed them again to sleep lady macbeth there are two lodged together macbeth one cried god bless us and amen the other and they, as they had seen me with these hangman's hands. Okay, he has hangman's hands, alliteration there. And uh, I guess because he's an executioner, uh, Macbeth still listening their fear. I could not say amen when they did say, God bless us. Okay, so he's able, unable to pray at this point. Lady Macbeth, consider it not too deeply, Macbeth. But wherefore could I not pronounce amen? I'd most need a blessing, and amen stuck in my throat. Lady Macbeth. These deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it will make us mad. Okay, and uh, they in fact do become uh, mad in the course of the play, Macbeth. Methought I heard a voice cry, sleep no more, Macbeth does murder sleep. The innocent sleep, the sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care. The death of each day's life, sore labor's bath, balm of hurt minds, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. OK, there's a somewhat famous line slip that sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care. I've sometimes heard that as sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care of uh, of time. Uh, but here it's um, it's care that is like if you're if you're uh, just overwhelmed with cares, that's uh, it's raveled. it's. Um, I guess we might call it unraveling or whatever but it it knits up and makes everything well again and gets rid of our cares um back to the tech and but uh, he won't be able to sleep after this lady macbeth what do you mean macbeth still it cried sleep no more to all the house glamis hath murdered sleep and therefore Cawdor shall sleep no more macbeth shall sleep no more okay so he's the thane of glamis that was his uh his first title and now he has a, hes a thane of Cawdor as well. So, uh, in his um, in his title of Glamis, he murdered sleep. That is, I guess, uh, uh, murdered Duncan in his sleep, um, and he will not be able to sleep anymore after that. Um, Macbeth, well, lady Macbeth, who was it that thus cries? Why, worthy thane, you do unbend your noble strength to think so brain sickly of things. Okay, so she, he shouldn't be thinking of, of things and he has, he's brain sickly, that is, uh, he's going mad. Still Lady Macbeth, go get some water and wash the, the filthy whiteness from your hand. Okay, we're going to see uh, a lot about washing uh, the blood out uh, through the course of the play. Why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go carry them and smear the sleepy grooms with blood. Okay, so uh, she's still thinking clearly that they need to, to have the, uh, uh, those that she drugged, the grooms or guards, I guess, um, they have to have the daggers by them so that they'll be blamed. Macbeth. I'll go no more. I am afraid to think what I have done. Look on it again. I dare not. Lady Macbeth. Infirm of purpose. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures. Okay, so uh, when we sleep, we're it's like we're dead. Um, we look like it at least. So, Lady Macbeth, 'tis the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil. If he do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms withal, for it must seem their guilt. She enters, exits with a dagger's knock within. Macbeth, whence is that knocking? How is it with with me when every noise appalls me? What hands are here? How they pluck out mine eyes. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No, this is my this my hand will rather the multitudinous seas. Incarnadine, making the green one red. Okay, incarnadine is an interesting word. Looks like a derivation of like incarnate or whatever. Uh, multi in card nine. Maybe it's the color. I don't know. Maybe maybe one of my listeners knows. Enter Lady Macbeth. My hands are of your color, but I shame to wear a, a heart so white. Knock. Okay, so that she's got blood all over her hands as well. Um, but a, a white heart, that is, a, she's calling him a coward. Knock. I hear a knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. A little water clears us of this deed. So she thinks, right? How easy it is then. Your constancy hath left you unattended. Knock, knock. Heart more knocking. Get on your nightgown, lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts. Macbeth. To know my deed, to to our best not know myself. Knock. Wake Duncan with thy knocking, I would thou couldst. Okay, see he's regretting it here, saying, Oh, I wish King Duncan could be wakened with a the knocking. They exit. Scene three, knocking within, still knocking. Enter a porter. Porter. Here's a knocking indeed. If a man were porter of Hellgate, he should have old he should have old turning the key. Knock. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? In the name of Beelzebub. Okay, so. Uh, maybe it's like a knock-knock joke or something. And he goes, knock, knock, knock. Who's there in the name of Beelzebub? Okay, so Beelzebub, a uh, devil, of course. So uh, um, some references here, I suppose, to, let's see. Um, if you're a porter of hell, um, then he would, uh, he'd even be woken up and, and have to do that. Um, I guess open the door. Still the porter. Here's a farmer that hanged himself on the expectation of plenty. Okay, so uh, I guess the farmer expected his harvest to come in, and it didn't, so he uh, he hung himself. Still the porter. Come in time. Have napkins enough about you. Here you'll sweat for it. Knock. Knock, knock. Who's there in the other devil's name? Faith. Here's an equivocator that could swear in both the scales against either scale. Who committed treason enough for God's sake? You could not equivocate to heaven. Okay, equivocator, that is uh, someone who, who sees on both sides. And he's saying he could, he could swear either way. Oh, come in, equivocator, knock. Knock, 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 who's there? Faith, here's an English tailor. Come hither for stealing out of a French hose. Come in, tailor, here you may roast your goose. Knock, 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 never at quiet. What are you? But this place is too cold for hell. I'll devil porter it no further. I thought to have let in some of all professions that go the primrose way, primrose way to everlasting bonfire. Anon, anon, I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, prim pro, primrose way to the everlasting bonfire. Um, I don't know if that's where we get our saying the primrose path of dalliance. That might be another Shakespeare one, but it's the same sort of thought. Porter opens the door to Macduff and Lennox. I pray you remember the porter. Okay, so he's asking for a tip. Macduff, was it so late, friend, ere you went to bed that you do lie so late? Porter, face, sir, we were carousing till the second cock, and drink, sir, is a great provoker of three things. Macduff, what three things doth drink especially provoke? Porter, Mary, sir, is nose painting, sleep, and urine. Okay, so nose painting—that's a uh, um, the red nose that the alcoholics have. Uh, we certainly heard that in uh, Henry, the Henry IV plays. Uh, was it Bartolf who always had the red nose? Oh, yeah, well, sleep, of course. If you if you get drunk, you're going to sleep and uh, and urine. I guess you're going to have to get up and go to the bathroom. Uh, still a porter. Lechery, sir, it provokes and unprovokes. It provokes the desire, but takes away the performance. Therefore, much drink may be said to be an equivoc- equivocator with lechery. It makes him and it mars him it sets him on and it takes him off it persuades him and disheartens him makes him stand to and not stand to in conclusion equivocates him in a sleeping and gives him the lie leaves him Macduff. i believe drink gave thee the lie last night porter that it did sir in the very throat on me but i requited him for his lie and i think being too strong for him though he took up my legs some time yet i made a shift to cast him Macduff, is I master stirring? Enter Macbeth. Our knocking has awaked him. Here he comes. Porter exits. Lennox, good morrow, noble sir. Macbeth, good, good morrow, both. Macduff, it's the king's stirring, worthy thing. Macbeth, not yet. Of course, he, he won't be stirring at all because he's dead. Macduff, he did command me to call timely on him. I had almost slipped the hour, so Duncan wanted to get up early. Macbeth, I'll bring you to him. Macduff, Macduff, I know this is a joyful trouble to you, but yet tis one. Macbeth, the labor we delight in physics pain. This is the door. Macduff, I make so bold to call for my, for tis my limited service. Okay, that's call as in to call upon, uh, not to call as in you who. Macduff exits. Lennox, goes the king hence today? Macbeth, he does. He did appoint so. Okay, he uh he has gone hence, of course. He's uh, he's been killed. Lennox, the night has been unruly where we lay our chimneys were blown down, and as they say, lamentings heard in the air, strange screams of death, and prophesying with accents terrible of dire combustion and confused events new hatched to the woeful time. Okay, prophesying that could be like uh the witches uh, who are prophesying. Still Lennox. The obscure bird clamoured the light life lifelong night. Okay, that's, uh, I don't know if that's the owl or or, or a, uh, a rooster. At any anyway, rate, it clamored the li- live long night. Some say the earth was feverish and did shake. Okay, so there were earthquakes also. Macbeth, it was a rough night. Lennox, my young remembrance cannot parallel fellow to it. So Lennox has never seen a night like that. <coughs> Enter Macduff. Oh, horror, horror, horror. Tongue nor heart cannot conceive nor name thee. Macbeth and Lennox, what's the matter? Macduff, confusion now hath made his masterpiece. Most sacrilegious murder hath broke open the Lord's anointed temple and stole thence the life of the building. Macbeth, what does he say, the life? Lennox, mean you his majesty? Macduff, approach the chamber and destroy your sight with a new gorgon. Okay, the gorgon was a monster that if you looked on it, it would turn you to stone. Uh, Still Macduff, Do not bid me speak. See and then speak yourselves. Macbeth and Lennox exit. Awake, awake. Ring the alarm bell. Murder and treason. Banquo and Donna Lane. Malcolm, awake. Shake off this drowsy street sleep. Death's counterfeit. And look on death itself. Up, up and see the great dunes image. Malcolm, Banquo, as from your graves rise up and walk like sprites to countenance this horror. Ring the bell. Bell rings. Okay, so we... We started our reading today with a bell ringing, and here's another one. Enter Lady Macbeth. What's the business of such a hideous trumpet calls to parley the sleepers of this house? Speak, speak. Okay, so she's uh, pretending pretty well to be innocent. Macduff, oh, gentle lady, tis not for you to hear what I can speak. The repetition in a lady's ear would murder as it fell. Okay, so saying even, uh, even saying about it uh, would cause her to die. Enter Banquo, oh Banquo, Banquo, our royal master's murdered. Lady Macbeth, whoa, alas, what in our house? Like she didn't know. Banquo, too cruel anywhere. Dear Duff, I pray thee, contradict thyself and say it is not so. Enter Macbeth, Lennox, and Ross. Macbeth, had I but died an hour before this chance, I had lived a blessed time. For from this instant there's nothing serious in mortality. All is but toys, renown and grace is dead. The wine of life is drawn and the mere leaves has left this vault to brag of. Enter Malcolm and Donald Blaine. Donald Blaine. What is amiss? Macbeth. You are and do not know it. Okay, he's amiss. I guess it could be taken as to he's missing uh, Duncan. Still Macbeth. The spring, the head, the fountain of your blood is stopped. The very source of it is stopped. Macduff. Your royal fathers murdered Malcolm. Oh, by whom? Lennox. Those of his chamber, as it seemed, had done it. Their hands and faces were all badged with blood. So were their daggers, which unwiped we found upon their pillows. They stared and were distracted. No man's life was to be trusted with them. Macbeth. Oh, yet I do repent me of my fury that I did kill them. Okay, So Macbeth took care of that. Um, Macduff. Why did you so? Macbeth, who can be wise, amazed, temperate, and furious, loyal and neutral in a moment? No man. The ex- expedition of my violent love outru- outrun the proposer of reason. Here lay Duncan, his silver skin laced with his golden blood, and his gashed stabs looked like a breach in nature. For ruin's wasteful entrance there the murderer's steeped in the colors of their trade their daggers unmannerly breached with gore who could refrain that a, that had a heart to love and in that heart courage to make loves known okay so macbeth is really getting into the spirit of things now um he murdered the two innocent grooms that they had framed um you can say you know would this throw suspicion on macbeth well uh, I guess it was probably smarter to go ahead and kill them because they might have implicated Lady Macbeth who gave them the drug to mine. Um, and it's a bit too convenient, you know, that the murderers did this and they, they they have blood all over them and their their daggers are laying on their pillows. It doesn't seem like they tried to conceal it at all, so it's not very reasonable. They might have overdone it a bit. But at any rate, uh, Macbeth has now, uh, had no qualms at all about killing them. Lady Macbeth. Help me hence. Ho! Macduff. Look to the lady. Malcolm aside to Donald Blaine. Why do we hold our tongues that most may claim this argument for ours? Donald Blaine aside to Malcolm. What should be spoken here? Our fate hid in an auger home may rush and seize us. Let's (laughs) away. Our tears are not yet brewed. Okay, so Donald Blaine at least seems to be uh, suspicious, uh, probably of the Macbeths malcolm aside to donald nor nor strong sorrow upon the foot of motion banquo look to the lady lady macbeth is assisted to leave and when we have our naked frailties hid that suffer in exposure let us meet and question this most bloody piece of work to know it further fears and scruples shake us and the great hand of god i stand and thence against the the undivulged pretence i fight of treasonous malice Okay, so they don't seem to be buying the story. Macduff, and so do I. Also oh, so all, Macbeth. Let's briefly put on manly readiness and meet in the hall together. Uh, well contented. All but Malcolm and Donald Blaine exit. Malcolm, all you do, let's not consort with them. To show an unfelt sorrow is an, off, an office, which the false man does easy. I'll to England. Donald Blaine, to Ireland I. Our separate fortune shall keep us both the safer. Where we are, there's daggers in men's smiles. The near in blood, the near bloody. Okay, so uh, uh, they think it's safer for them to split up. And I guess uh, that way they couldn't be attacked together. But they they obviously suspect (coughs) uh, Macbeth. Malcolm. This murderous shaft that shot has not yet lighted, and our safest way is to avoid the aim, therefore to horse. And let us not be dainty of leave-taking, but shift away. There is warrant in that theft which steals itself when there is no mercy left. They exit. SCENE 4 Enter Ross with an old man, old man. Three score and ten, I can remember well within the volume of which time I have seen hours dreadful and things strange. But this sore night hath trifled further former knowings. Okay, so he's uh, he's saying he can remember um, seventy years, Uh, and the three score and ten. um, uh, That's the same uh, uh, way that seventy years is presented in the Psalms. Ross, good father. Thou seest the heavens is troubled with man's act, threatens his, his his bloody stage by the by the clock tis day, and yet dark night strangles the travelling lamp. Okay, so this play is usually uh, presented really dark, and uh, and Ross is saying, hey, it's supposed to be day, the clocks say it is, but it's uh, it's dark night. Is the night's predominance or the day's shame that darkness doth? Does the face of earth entomb when living light should kiss it? Old man, tis unnatural. Even like the deed that's done on Tuesday last, a falcon towering in her pride of place was by a mouseling owl hawked at and killed. Okay, so a, uh, an owl killed a falcon, and this old man says that's a bad portent, Ross. And Duncan's horse is a thing most strange and certain, beauteous and swift, the minions of their race. Turned wild in nature, broke their stalls, flung out, contending against obedience, as they would make war with mankind. Okay, so uh, uh, Duncan's horses are, are turned rebellious. I guess that's a way of showing uh, what Macbeth has done uh, as well. He's contending against obedience to Duncan and killed him. Oh man, said so they eat each other. Uh, so they did so to the amazement of mine eyes It looked upon it. So the horses are even eating each other. Uh, I guess someone like the Scottish nobles. Enter Macduff. Here comes the good Macduff. How goes the world, sir? Now, Macduff. Why see you not, Ross? Is to known who did this more than bloody deed? Macduff. Those that Macbeth hath slain. So Macduff is at least saying he's buying the story. Ross. Alas, today. day. What good could they pretend? Macduff, they were suborned. Malcolm and Donalbain, the king's two sons, are stolen away and fled, which puts upon them suspicion of the deed. Ross, against nature still, thriftless ambition that will raven up thine own lives, their own lives means. Then tis most like the sovereignty will fall upon Macbeth. Macduff, he is already named, and gone to Scun to be invested. Okay, Scun was where the C-O-N-E uh, was where the uh, Scottish kings were coronated. Ross, where is Duncan's body? Macduff carried to uh, Comkill, the sacred storehouse of his predecessors and guardian of their bones. Okay, so that's the, the tomb, sacred storehouse, uh, alliteration there, of his predecessors. Ross, will you to Scone? Macduff, no, cousin, I'll to Fife. Ross, well, I will. Hith- I will thither. Macduff, well, may you see things well done there. I Lest our old robes sit easier than our new. Cross. Farewell, father. Old man. God's Benson go, go with you and with those that would make good of bad and friends of foes. All exit. Okay, we've got some time left. We'll start act three, scene one. Enter Banquo. Banquo. Thou hast it now, king, Cador Glamis. All as the weird women promised. Okay, so they're they're weird women here. There were weird sisters before. Capital letter W, capital letter W, and women. And I fear thou playest most, payest, thou playest most foully for it. Yet it was said it would not stand in thy posterity, but that myself should be the root and father of many kings. If there come truth from them, as upon thee Macbeth, their speeches shine. Why, by the verities on thee made good, may they not be my oracles as well and set me up in hope, but hush, no more. Okay, so Banquo is not saying that to Macbeth. Um, He seems to know that Macbeth did the murder, though, but he said, hey, so I'm going to be father of a race of kings. Senate sounded, enter Macbeth as king, Lady Macbeth, Lennox, Ross, lords, and attendants. Okay, she's not a... Her title has not been changed to Queen. Apparently, she's still called Lady Macbeth, at least in the play. Macbeth, here's our chief guest. I guess he's talking about Banquo there. If I was Banquo, though, I'd be rather uh, concerned at this point. Uh, Lady Macbeth, if he had been forgotten, it had been as a gap in our great feast, an all thing unbecoming. Macbeth, tonight we hold a solemn supper, sir, and I'll request your presence. Banquo. Let your highness command upon me, to the which my duties are with a most indissoluble tie forever knit. Macbeth, I ride you this afternoon, Banquo. I, my good lord, Macbeth, we should have else desired your good advice, which still hath been both grave and prosperous in this day's counsel, but we'll take tomorrow. As far you ride, Banquo, as far, my lord, as will fill up the time to exist and supper. Go not my horse the better. I must become a borrower of the night for a dark hour or twain. Macbeth, fail not our feast. Quote, my lord, I will not. Macbeth, we hear our bloody cousins are bestowed in England and in Ireland, not confessing their cruel parricide, filling their hearers with strange invention. But of that tomorrow, when they're therewithal we shall have cause of state, craving us jointly. Hide a horse, adieu, till you return at night goes fleance with you. Banquo, I, my good lord, our time does call upon st- Macbeth. I will your horses swift and sure of foot, and so I commend you to their backs. Farewell. Okay, he's commending uh, Banquo to the, the back of the horse. Uh, a little strange image there. I commend you to uh, uh, the back of a horse. Oh uh, well. Uh, still Macbeth, let every man be master of his time till seven at night to make society the sweeter welcome. We will keep ourselves till supper time alone. Well, then God be with you. Lords and all but Macbeth and a servant exit. Sarah, a word with you. Attend those men. Our pleasure, servant. They are my Lord without the palace gate. Macbeth, bring them before us. Servant exits. To be thus is nothing To, be, to but to be safely thus. Our fear is in Banquo's stick teeth, and in his royalty of nature reigns that which would be feared, tis much he dares. And to that dauntless temper of his mind, yet the wisdom that doth guide his valor to act in safety, there is none but he whose being I do fear, and under him my genius is rebuked, as it was said Mark Anthony's was by Caesar. He chid the sisters when they first put the name of king upon me and bade them speak to him, then prophet-like they hailed him, father to a line of kings. Upon my head they placed a fruitless crown, and put a barren scepter in my grasp, thence to be wretched with an unlineal hand, no son of mine succeeding be so. For Vanquels issue have, have I filled my mind, for them the gracious Duncan have I murdered. Put rancors in the vessel of my peace, only for them in mine eternal jewel, given to the common enemy of man to make them kings, the seeds of Banquo kings, rather than so come fate into the list and champion me to the utterance who's there. So he wants to, uh, he wants to kill Banquo um, in order to frustrate the prophecy but he seemed to believe in the prophecy before. At any rate, we will pick up there and see the plot uh, that Macbeth is now putting against Against Banquo, and he goes further and further into his crimes. So we'll pick up there next time. And until then, adieu.